And we're live. Hooray. We did it. Yay. Yep. Naturals. Yeah. It's like we've done this before. Almost like last week even. At, well, okay. It was a bit different last week, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and hope ever, hopefully everyone tuned in to last week's awesome in-person episode. Game of the year discussion. What was with this hate you were getting apparently? Like I don't know, people people don't like my beard. I don't I don't understand. It, it's yeah. not new. That's true. I'm on camera every week. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyway. Ridiculous. Um Y'all don't know what lighting, you want. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the lighting in my basement is better. Maybe on this this view it looks more like a shadow or something, so you can't see it as much. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. We already did talk about that last week. Yeah, yeah. John's sure. not here. He's at Megfest, right? Yep. That's you said yep. it. Yep. Yep. He's at Megfest, uh, having controllers break on him. I guess I don't know. He was yelling on Twitter or something. I thought he had like three panels or something this weekend. What was that again? I mean, it's at the end of the last thing. I know he has like. I don't know when his panels are. I know I he's doing throwing controllers at some point. And he's doing like a panel at like one thirty in the morning, if I remember. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's I, weird. I really don't know what his schedule is. I'm sure he's gonna tweet them out when totally. it gets close to that and stuff like that. But yeah, John's at Megfest. I guess he'll be back next week. I don't know when John's back. Uh, yeah, probably. I would assume unless he has unless he has back to back stuff. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't know. We'll find yeah. out next week if he's yeah. here. Yeah. Um. How how was your holiday? It was okay. It was okay. Um, I don't. I worked like I didn't really have a holiday, <laughs> but like okay. that weekend was good. After we did our thing, I I was sick. New Year's. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you knew I was sick when we were right. in person yep. as well. Right. And um, I was getting over it actually when we did the last podcast, and then it came back, and I was sick all week, and now I'm getting over it again. Great. Yeah, I had I got um like the day I got up to Calgary, I got strep throat. Oh good. Yeah. So that whole time I just yeah. had had a sore throat, which was nice, which is just awesome. Um but luckily I'm still on a bit of my parents uh health insurance. Uh so yeah. like free health care. Woo. Yeah, no, totally. Canada. Canada. How was uh how uh, was your trip back though? It was awful. I, oh, that's the worst. I had I had two stops, so I had to take three planes. Yeah, that's that's no good. Yeah, that's bad. And every plane every plane was late. Great. I didn't miss any of my connecting flights. However, the last plane was two hours late. So that just so instead of getting home, instead of like landing around eight and getting home at nine, I I round I landed around ten and got home around like eleven thirty. Great. And then you know work the next day. So that yeah, totally yeah. sucked. <clears throat> Did you do anything for New Year's? What was your New Year's Eve festivities? Oh, yeah. What was my New Year's Eve? Um, no. So we got a kitten on uh, Boxing Day, December 26th. So discount, discount kitten. They were like clearance. Yeah. Yeah. No, like yeah. A, a kitten from like the Meow Foundation up here, like an adopted one that somebody didn't want from a foster home. Okay. Um, right. I, I know. I just Do they actually discount them on Boxing Day? No, no, no. Okay. We we signed the paperwork and stuff weeks before. The reason why we chose Boxing Day as the pickup date was because we were supposed to be out of town and stuff for Christmas. So okay, 
Um, so anyways, our whole time basically has been like making sure the kitten isn't like doing bad stuff and just kind of chilling at home. So that's kind of what we did. We just chilled out on New Year's Day. So that was cool. Okay. I went down to, um, Olympic Plaza downtown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that sucked. Yeah. I, I wasn't feeling that idea at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's kind of like. If when you go down there for like Canada Day and it's just like, oh, there's just like a lot of kids and family friendly stuff here. This is not really my scene. Right. Um, and then, they, you know, they have a couple bands performing, but there's they're no one you've ever heard of, obviously. Like who? Who was there? One of the bands was like a four digit number. That was the name of the band. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I know the funny thing is is I know what band you're talking about because I saw them at an Airdrie like part thing in the park like ten that years ago. That sounds about right. That sounds that sounds about right. I think their name is like nine one one two or something. It's like yeah, I know I, which I, band I you're really talking about. And then the other one it's like a name and the something. But okay. I, I can't remember what it was. But um Dope. Uh, we left before they started. Um, I'm assuming their country because it's Calgary, right? Uh, and I didn't, I didn't need any of that. It was real cold that night. Um, yeah, there was some shitty was. fire dancing. Okay. And uh, what about fireworks? About uh, so uh, me and my friend went to a bar. Yeah. So we and we decided to skip the nine o'clock children's fireworks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't yeah. see the fireworks. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, so uh, I spent the majority of my like late New Year's night uh, in my bed playing Picross 3D two. Nice. Yeah. Well, that was about that's it. cool because that's a video game, and that's what we talk about here on the Top Down Perspective. You're right. Uh, you're right. Top Down Perspective is what you're currently listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. On uh, January fifth for us. Yep. Um, Sean, soon. Soon Paul to be sixth. Yeah, hi. Soon that's me. Six. I got a, I got a bit of time, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, one thing, one thing I do want to talk about briefly that I did in Calgary that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. COP for those who don't know, Canada Olympic Park. It's this big ski hill. I should say small ski hill when you compare it to ski hills. But, it's a big ski jump though that they built for the Olympics back in like '84 or '6 or whenever it was for us. I can't even they have, remember. They have ski jumps, yeah, yeah, but it's for a ski hill that's inside of a city. It's pretty big. I don't that's really fine. know of yeah. any. I don't know of any other ski hills that are in a city. Um, they built a tube park. Okay. So like like tobogganing, but on inner tubes. And uh, and they have one of those like kind of like the moving walkways at an airport, but it goes up the hill and you can just kind of ride that up and then tube down it. Uh, and that was a fun time. The people would like spin you. So you'd go down the, I don't know, ramps or whatever uh right. spinning or backwards and you could like link up with people so you go like four people down at once in like a big circle uh and the whole time they played country music oh good yeah okay i mean that yeah, sounds I like want- calgary just yeah i just up. wanted to die yeah god i hate country music so much uh tubing it was good we were there for like two hours which i think is an hour too long because the uh the slides they don't change between mm-hmm. each one they're all just kind of you go down there's one bump and then you're going to stop and it's a good time but it just gets repetitive pretty quick so i could only do that for about an hour before i was getting bored but okay. they have that so 
I can say I did that. Cool. That's also my game of the week, tubing. All right. Well, we're done with the top-down perspective. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next year. <laughs> next year. Yeah. Um, but speaking of games of the week, what have you been playing this week? Or I guess in the last two weeks because we didn't talk about what we played last week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Besides like me just gushing more about Hitman, which I could do if we wanted to, but I'm not like too inclined to. I've been playing that in my spare right. time, and that's been great. Um, the game's... Like, besides end-of-the-year stuff, it's kind of just been, like, whatever I can pick at here and there. Uh, One of the games I wanted to bring up was this game called 99 Vitas. Now, that's 99 V-I-D-A-S, not, like, a PlayStation Vita, but, like, a life, like, Portuguese word for lives or whatever. Um, The reason I bring this up is because it's based on a podcast that a friend of mine who's uh, originally from Brazil does that's like super big like it's a very popular Brazilian video game podcast um this is like based on their Brazilian podcast or whatever that like some dudes made and like he's in it okay it's a game based on a podcast it's a game based on a podcast yeah like this is what I just like assume the angry video nerd uh video game nerd game is Sure. It's kind of like that. It's like a fan project, but like this fan is a developer and like likes this podcast and put a bunch of like in jokes and stuff and made the main characters, the dudes on the podcast and all okay. that stuff. Are you familiar with this podcast? I don't speak Portuguese. <laughs> Otherwise, okay, so you don't. Yes. So you could just be missing like in joke after in joke. Oh, no. I am missing in joke after in joke. I don't right, understand okay. any of it, which is okay. super annoying. But. This game is super dope. It plays like uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, or River City Ransom. It's a oh, you mean uh, the best uh, video game movie game? The best video game movie game. Um, it plays like a really, really good, just like Streets of Rage type thing. It's a beat 'em up, and right. I think I would get like way more just personal enjoyment if I understood what the hell like the end jokes are and stuff but even not so much it's uh it plays very very well which was surprising to me because i'm going to be honest with you i was afraid this would be one of the things where i would be like yeah man it's it's good (laughs) and just be like this is garbage but like i don't want to like sound like that it's actually legitimately really fun the there's like 11 characters that like Seven characters. Are there eleven can, hosts to this podcast? No, there's four hosts. There's like seven secret characters that you can unlock or whatever. I don't know who they are because I haven't unlocked them. Jokes, right? They're probably more in jokes, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, every character has a different like element that they wield. So, like my friend, okay. th- the friend is uh, his name is Izzy. Izzy uh, Nombre. Or Nobre? Is it Nombre or Nobre? Is there an M in there? I can't remember. I don't think there yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not the person to ask, so. Right, right. Um, so, like, his thing is that he, like, is electrical or what he uses, like, electrical power. So one of his, like, dashing moves. Oh, he's he's in, he put himself in the game? No, they put him in the game because he's part of the podcast. Like, he's the, oh, one okay. of the characters. I know, okay, I didn't know he was a part of the podcast. I thought he listened to the podcast. No, 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 no. He okay, yeah. So it's not him that made this game, but it's like his game because he's in it, sort of thing. Okay, 
Yeah. So he's like electrical base. All his like moves have to do with like electricity or whatever. Another dude is all like fire based. Another guy's all rock based. It's cool. Is, like, is one of the elements heart? You know, I don't know because there is like the, a secret character where it's just like when you look at what his element's supposed to be, it just shows like a bunch of colors. So maybe <laughs> there might be. I mean, Who knows? How else are you gonna How else are you gonna make Captain Planet? You're right. You're right. There's no other way. Um, there. So this game is super good if you like uh, beat 'em up type games. I highly, highly recommend it just because it's super fun. Um. It has you on, find it? just on Steam. You can just go it's to Steam, Steam and okay. yeah, and type in nine nine V I D A S ninety nine V does. If you understand Portuguese, Portuguese, yeah. No, it's all in English. The game, okay, yeah. Uh, but hopefully, you listen to this Portuguese podcast. So this is the thing: jokes is that if you speak Portuguese, you should check out their podcast and let me know if it's actually good. Because I mean, I wouldn't know, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it's pretty good. It has online and local co-op, which is great. I think the biggest problem I have with the game, though, is that one of the bosses feels like it was tuned to, for like you to be playing with one or two other people. Like he's like just the biggest pain in the ass for single player because of his whole like gimmick is you have to kind of hit him at a certain time to like make him weak so you can like pound on him. But, like, okay. he runs around the screen and gets faster and faster as you, like, do this. So, like, if you had, like, two or three other people with you, you could add, just have them, like, all stationed up at a different part on the screen when you're fighting him and then just, like, beat the shit out of him that way. But for one person, you're just, like, running to every station he stops at and it's super irritating. I don't think it was okay. that fight was balanced right. But otherwise, like, it's super fun. It does a Scott Pilgrim thing of... You uh, up buy upgrades and make your character better, and then you can go through it on harder difficulties, easier, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, can it's you a find really... like a pizza on the ground and eat it to regain your health. No, there's apples. Well, then how? What kind of beat 'em up is this? There's apples and chicken. Okay, that's good. As long as chicken, you... all right, check yeah. that box. Yeah, so that's okay. But like a like a cooked chicken, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, for cool. sure. Good. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's uh, pretty cheap, too, and I want to play it. Look, I just want people to buy it so that I have people to play it with. That's all. That's okay. all I'm getting all at right. here. So hit, hit you up. Yeah, hit me up. Um, on the train of just playing a game, like, here and there, Binding of Isaac, actually a few days ago here, released after birth, after birth Plus, the final update to The Binding of Isaac. Okay. which added community mod support so the community can now like add their own mods into the official game instead oh, so of you mean not the final add-on the the beginning of the add-ons the final official uh like expansion right. i should actually yeah. say is the right word uh adds a whole another floor or chapter whatever you want to call it adds a whole another boss um adds a bunch of like smaller bosses like the mini boss dudes Bunch of items, all that sort of stuff. Uh, that game, on my first run, like, I got super overpowered and saw a whole lot of the new content. That last boss is bullshit. <laughs> that last boss is actually just, like, they're gonna nerf it because it's kind of bad design. Like, it's just a bullshit boss. And, like, 
I don't know how like to talk. Hard? About, it's like really hard, but like unfairly hard. Like okay. th- there's been bosses in that game, like the Hush, which is like a bullet, like a bullet hell boss, which is at, with like a lot of health, which is kind of fine because it's like, well, you just have to be good and like dodge the bullets and attack and all that sort of stuff. That's fine. This boss, without giving too much away, is basically just like fight every boss in the game at the same time, but, like, with them dialed up, like, to an insane degree. To, like, 11? Yeah. It's it's actually bullshit. It's just okay. kind of not fun. That being said, I beat him because I had the most overpowered run I think I've ever had in that game to get to him. But fuck, Okay, man. well, this, is, this seems like a bit of a non-issue if you beat it. I guess so, maybe. It's I guess okay. it's just one of those things that like if you stumbled on that without having like basically if you put a list of every good item in that game to make you powerful, I had probably 80% of like that whole list in that one run okay. and I still almost died. I <laughs> I still almost went from well, like it seems like it's perfect for you someone who's played it a ton. I guess this is like this is something you could say what I'm saying is that because Isaac is a game that's based on you building a run out of items and then being able to reap the rewards of that, it feels really uncool when you've built an amazing run and you can still almost get the shit kicked out of you. Because Isaac isn't a game about like being good at the mechanics. It's about like kind of building what items you want to make you overpowered. So if you don't get overpowered, it feels like you don't really have a reward for what you did. Okay. I don't know. That's my problem with it. I think it's going to get nerfed, though, because it is legitimately crazy. Like, it is crazy overpowered. <laughs> but I will say, for the first time seeing it, like, un- unspoiled and stuff, you you should try that. If you play that game, you should jump back in it, try to get, like, an amazing run and get that boss. Because is this a free update? Fuck. Uh, no. If you have the original binding of isaac it's on sale right now for six dollars and 66 cents otherwise it i believe it's going to be 10 so yeah okay same thing they did with afterbirth uh otherwise i don't think afterbirth plus is worth buying if you have it on console if you play binding of isaac on console i don't think it's worth buying because they didn't add a whole lot to this update like officially the big thing for this update is that they added mod support and the community is going to be making crazy stuff for people to play with for like years to come now um oh and the console version won't have that the console version will not have mod support you don't get the discount if you have the original binding of isaac like you do on pc for the console version that's weird yeah it's the console version for that game is like that's the bad version. If you have a PC that can like run it, you should just play it on your PC if you want to play that game because it's it kind of sounds I don't think it's them not caring about console. I think it's them not caring about the hoops you have to jump through to get that type of game on consoles to run like the way they want it to. But yeah, that's out. That's a thing and uh it's super cool. I like people that like Binding of Isaac. I don't need to tell you, you've already bought it. I'm just saying that if you like that thing, you should probably get like a super overpowered run and go see that final boss. And then, like, okay, tweet me on Twitter because I want to know your reaction <laughs> when you find that thing. Um, the final game and probably the best one on this list, maybe, is a game I played through today, right? And uh, 
It's um Hidden My Game by Mom 2. The sequel. Yeah, this was a surprise. Someone just kind of tweeted at us and I saw it this morning and that was that was exciting. <clears throat> I also played through it today. What'd you think? Um I felt like they redid some they rehashed some old ground that made it too easy some of them. Some of the puzzles were just kind of like, oh, I know this one. It's here, but then like it isn't and it's just like the ne- Okay, specifically it's the dude with the cups and the hat. I looked under yeah, his that hat. One, like, yeah, you know exactly like, oh, well, I knew it was here last time and you've added these things, so like it's probably over here. Yeah, so like you find it right away because you know it's not under the cups. I, actually, you know what? I think that one would have been better if it was legitimately just under the cup. Okay, sure, but, sure. But um, th- it doesn't have that powerful ending. <laughs> Like at all, it has it has an ending. It has an ending. Uh, it's not as I don't think it's as I'm gonna say in general. I don't think it's as good as the first Hidden My Game by Mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ending in Hidden My Game by Mom one, I also think is better. Uh, just how weird it is. Yeah. Uh, like, cause that that one get that game gets dark. Uh, this one, it's kind of just like, yay! It kind of sets up for a sequel for itself Which, again. <laughs> It's which weird. is fine like I'm, yeah. I that I would play more of it sure like it, this is just a silly game I think a lot of the appeal was just how weird hidden my game by mom was and because this is just that again like it's not different in any way it's just more levels there's some good eggs for sure right I think both games to whoever's playing it it'll make you laugh there'll yeah. be something in there that you'll laugh at um give me one of your favorites that was like new that you were just like that okay, was new that's, that's okay. pretty good um because I have one. Of okay, you go ahead while I'm thinking. But my, try not to sport flow. I, you know what I mean? One of my favorites were a bunch of dudes looking at their cell phones trying to find where to go. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. That, that, I thought that was clever. <laughs> that was good. I know, I know there's definitely some... What about the monkey? The monkey's good. The monkey was pretty good swinging in. Yeah, I liked yeah, that one. That one's really good. Oh, I know there was definitely one I was laughing at, but I just cannot remember what it was. I, I think I may have already taken it off my phone, unfortunately. Crap. Uh, yeah. I've, man, what were some of them that I really liked? I'm trying to think of some new ones. The rock climbing one's pretty good if you don't <laughs> grab the cushion. Oh, I didn't see it without grabbing the cushion. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I mean, it's a fail state, so I'll just kind of say it to you. You just you just fall and just, like, get hurt and you lose. Uh, right. So that was pretty funny. Um, did he, Was all of your ads the same? No, there was, like, three that it alternated I, Every from. single ad I got was for that Arnold Schwarzenegger War mobile game. I got that one about three times, yeah. And that one requires you to look at that ad for like five yep. seconds before the X comes up. That I got that one every single time. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's bad. That was super annoying. Yeah. Um, I think I just kind of like anyone that involves the grandpa. Yeah, the grandpa's real good. Because not only is like the ways you have to interact with him like you are is funny, uh, but also he's always the character that wears the hockey mask, yeah. which I always find super funny. Like, that's a great gag right there. I really like mom fishing for you with your console. You have to yeah. c- do the thing. Yeah. It's just really um, funny when she catches you because she, like, pulls you in. 
It's so dumb. What a dumb game. I like the. It was near the end. It's like your sister or something with the camera. That was kind of just a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, that one. That one is weird for sure. I really like the monkey one because if you go too long and you look over to see if the monkey's there, it's just mom watching. Maybe you. that's the one I'm thinking of. It's really good. Laugh, but yeah, I, I wish I, I wish I remembered them better. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that game's fine. It's free again, so uh, definitely look it up. There's um, at one point something pops up where he's like, "Hey, follow me on Twitter," and I was like, "I would love to," but it's all Japanese, so it's like, "Oh, I don't want to have to like translate this every single time." And then you're so still not understanding what he meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, hitting my game by mom too. I still think the first one is better, but that's just me. It totally is. Yeah, it doesn't have that surprise factor anymore. Yeah, yeah. The first game was like what, but yeah. I can say this is my hitting my game by mom too. Is so far my favorite game of 2017. Okay, I'm trying to think of any other games in 2017, but sure. That's that's me. Like nothing's really come out, so that's an easy right. number one. So sure. Okay. Okay. Well, other games I played because yeah. you're done, right? Yeah, we're done. Okay. Uh, yeah. Over the break, I've been playing that Ratchet and Clank reboot. Okay. Cool. And it's just it's just fun. It's just like it's easy. Uh, the jokes are like, I mean, they're pretty silly. Like this is definitely like a very kid friendly game, but it's just kind of like light and airy, and it's just fun. Like no stress. I'm never really like stuck anywhere. It, it's kind of handholdy, so it's like it's like a comfort food game. I can just kind of turn my brain off and like. And like just run around and shoot people with a pixelator, so everything turns into an eight-bit enemy, which is cool. That's or supposed that to one... be the game that like proves that what's it called? 4K is like viable. I hear it's a really good. It's really good on the uh, the pro. I yeah. don't have a pro. So oh, sorry, that's I what have... I meant. The pro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like that one weapon where it makes everyone dance, and I think it's awesome that they've. They have some kind. They made some animation for every single enemy, including bosses dance when you shoot that at them. Oh, so that's that kind of cool. Yeah, like even enemies you don't think would dance, like giant brain squids, will start dancing if you shoot that thing near them. So that that's fun. Uh, so yeah, that's just a good game. Looks great. It's just, you know just enjoyable. Cool. Uh, and then I've been playing like a lot of Mini Metro on my phone. Okay. I've heard other people talk about this game in the last month, particularly some dude on Idle Thumbs. So like, yeah, Idle Thumbs, uh, they were playing it for sure. So uh, this, is it this like, game has been on Steam for a while. Came yeah. out on uh, iOS, I want to say like two or three months ago, and then I picked it up sometime last month because it was on sale for a dollar. Usually it's five bucks. Mini Metro is so good. I, okay, the art style is, is good because every time I've seen like a screenshot of it, I'm like, oh, this doesn't look like a game and like ignored it's, it. It's it's definitely hard to get into because they don't really explain anything to you, but uh, the rules are pretty simple. It's it looks like, uh, you know, modern day transit maps. It does. Uh, yeah. So if you're if you're in like New York or London or something, you know, San Francisco has it, too. It's, you know, very high contrast. Uh, bright colors connecting the stations that you represent the lines. And so what you're basically given is you're given like a white map that might have like oh, some like blue streaks going through it that represent water. And you have to, there'll be like a circle, uh, a triangle and a square. And then what you have to do is you have to connect the triangle to the, you have to connect them together. 
Okay. And then trains will start going back and forth between them. And then little small sh- shapes will appear beside the stations. So like by the square, it'll be like a small circle. That means there's a circle passenger that wants to get to circle. Uh, so as long as you've connected uh, circle and square in some way, a train will pick that person up, go over there and drop them off. Oh, shit. And this it, is a management game. It's a management game. It's I thought all it endurance. was a shitty puzzle game. Well, it's kind of a puzzle because there's definitely elements of like – it's it's kind of a puzzle game in terms of management games are puzzle games. You know, right. you have to just saying like, well, I need my lines to connect in this direction. No, I thought it was up. literally like connect the lines like no, sort of no, thing. No, like connect okay. the dots. This makes way more puzzles. sense why people are talking about it. Okay. No, yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. You specifically, like I have it on – I have I somehow have it on Steam. It might be my game or not. <laughs> oh, um, okay. <clears throat> but I'm sure if if I don't have it, like I'm pretty sure I have it on Steam. You, so you do should have get it, it try. on Steam. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You should try it on Steam at first. See what it's like. Uh, it's real great on the phone, <clears throat> and it's just so smartly designed. Like being able to like pull tracks to connect new stations, and after you uh, have lasted long enough, it'll give you more lines you can create. Um, and when I say lines, I mean like brand new tracks. Uh, every few minutes it gives you more trains to add because eventually stations will start getting so many passengers you need to be funneling them faster because the the way you lose is you have a station that's full for too long. So you want to add more trains to one line. You want to add more cars to each train so they can carry more. You can upgrade stations so that they can hold more passengers um, they'll also do specific stuff depending on which city you're playing in. So I was playing Osaka earlier. Okay. And Osaka's real hard because it's right on the waterfront. So anytime you want to cross the water, you need to have a tunnel like uh, add-on. And you, you get rewarded tunnels as well. But there's just so many of them you need. So it was difficult. But the bonus for playing in Osaka is they have bullet trains, which go really fast on like one track. So if you have one that's like real far out there and you're connecting it and you hate how long it takes that train to go there, you can put a bullet train there instead. This Um, sounds really good. It is really good. And like I said, the art style is, it's so nice and it's just like, I'm like addicted to it right now. I'm pretty annoyed I didn't pick this up when it was cheap. There's daily challenges. Uh, which are fun to do. It has a an en- like endless modes as well. It has a hardcore mode where you can't change your track once you put it down, which would be insane, but also realistic. Oh a, yeah, a for sure. Bit, a little bit more realistic because right now, yeah, you can just like you can even pause this part. I kind of don't like, but it's really helpful. You can pause the game and completely redraw your whole map, which just seems like cheating. It does. I agree with but you. But there's so many times where I'm like. This is not efficient. I need to like I need to start doubling up and stuff. And honestly, it's one of those games where each time I play it, I'm learning like new techniques. It's like, oh wait, I should have two tracks going along these two instead of just having every station being hit by one. Uh, so I'm I'm like getting exponentially better uh, each time I play it, which is is really cool. So um, I'm playing it on iOS. It's five bucks. Like I said, it go it, it went on sale for a dollar last month. So if you want to wait for the next sale, it'll probably drop to about a dollar again. But it's on Steam. I don't know what the price on Steam is right now. But definitely check it out. I'm, I highly recommend Mini Metro. It's it's super cool. If you like puzzle games, if you like uh, management games. Yeah, I mean, I've heard other people talk about this game and just kind of zoned out because every time I've just like seen pictures of it, I'm just like, oh, okay, it's just some shitty like puzzle game that looks nice or clean or whatever 
But like knowing what it is now, this actually sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, give it like give it two good uh, tries because like I said, the first one can be difficult because they don't really explain much. It's kind of just you have to play it, play with it, and see what's happening, and, and you'll kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. Then play it again once you've like learned the rules, and it's like a completely different game. And yeah. you'll probably be at least for me that I was just hooked up for that second game. So cool. All right, well, let's go into the news. Some some small stuff here. Yeah. Um, just a small little Frog Factions Two is out. Yeah. Yep. That's we talked about this briefly on Game of the Year. Glitterman Grove is the game. I know there's guides online. Glitter Mitten, sorry, yep. Glitter yep. Mitten Grove. Uh, I know there's guides online to find frog fractions within it. Uh, I, one, I don't remember how to do it. Two, I don't want to say it in case you're wanting to stumble on it yourself. Sure. <clears throat> uh, but if you want to look up those guides, you can definitely do that. I want to play that at some point. I just haven't had time to sit down with my computer since getting home. Uh, have you Have you played it at all, Paul? Don't give a fuck. All right, so don't expect Paul to talk about that. John I mean, played it. Since John has it, mate, like I'll play it for free. I'm not paying twenty bucks for that shit. You're, you'd okay. be fucking crazy to expect that from me. So. Okay, why do you hate Frog Fractions so much? Because a f- nice free thing that lasted like two to three hours before in a browser was dope. An eight-hour expedition that's twenty dollars is not what I want from Frog Fractions because I got tired of the browser game even after the f- like two hours I was done with the joke. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I hear some, this one goes in some pretty weird directions, so I'm, I'm curious. Um, sure. To be fair, I'm also going to be playing John's copy. So. <laughs> this is the thing, right? Is that for free? I'll probably look at it at some point, <laughs> but like 20 bucks, man. I don't know. I don't know. That's not uh, for me. Mass Effect Andromeda, Andromeda got a confirmed release date for March 21st. Uh, I'm excited. Looking forward to that. Dope. The GDC Awards, the nominees are out. Let's take a look at this. Oh, they're okay. Sorry, I didn't realize these were only nominees. Only the okay. nominees are out so far. I don't. Oh. Let's see when. I don't know when the actual awards are. Um, are we wanting to do predictions? That's kind of like a all three of us thing. I guess. Well, I mean, like John's not here, but uh, I mean, we could. Basically, what I'm asking is, should I open Notepad? Sure. Why not? You okay. and me. Let's do some predictions. Okay. Cool. Notepad is okay. Open. Uh, so here's best audio. Yeah. Your choices are Battlefield 1, yep. Thumper, Doom, Inside, and Overwatch. Oh, okay. Um, it depends what they do for audio. I'm going to say Battlefield 1. I, w- I want to give it to Doom. Yeah. So I'm going to... But you're right. I, like, I... <sighs> I know. Yeah, I'd say I it's know. Battlefield 1, but I just want to give it to Doom. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, best debut. Heart Machine. Oh, sorry. They're doing the uh, company, then the na- the game. Yeah. Uh, so Hyper Life Drifter, mm-hmm. Firewatch, Stardew Valley, Thumper, and Oxenfree. Stardew. I think it's Stardew as well. It's easily going to win. <clears throat> or I could see Firewatch actually taking it, but I think Stardew is going to take it. Yep. Best design. Overwatch. Dishonored 2, The Witness, Inside, and Doom. This is a, a hard one. This is a bad title for, like, I don't know what they're looking for <laughs> when they say best design. Because Doom is the perfect Doom game, but Overwatch is, like, a great class-based shooter. 
I don't know. I, I was kind of looking at it more like aesthetics. Okay. Um, but I guess like who knows really? In that case, like, I'm going to say they Overwatch. have multiple mentions for each one of these, and Hitman's on that, and that's not like a nothing. At least from what I've seen, nothing really strikes me about the Hitman game. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I'm just I'm going to give it to the Witness. I mean, that's my guess. Okay, this is the thing: is that you're probably I can see inside right. Taking that too, I could see Inside taking that. You know what? I'm going to say Doom. Fuck it. Okay. All right. Best mobile slash handheld game: Super Mario Run, Clash Royale, Pokemon Go, Reigns. Shout out to Reigns. Shout out to Reigns. Pokemon Sun Moon, the actual only handheld game on this. Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is. Um, I mean, Pokemon Go is probably going to take it. Pokemon Go is probably going to take it, but I'm going to say Reigns because fuck the police. <laughs> I'm just. I'm gonna guess Pokemon Go. Okay. I'm so glad Reigns got like selected. That's crazy. Reigns is real good. <laughs> it, oh, yeah, it's great. Some might say it's, it's one like... of the ten best games of last year. <laughs> yeah, some might say that. Innovation Award: The Witness, Inside, No Man's Sky, Firewatch, Pokemon Go. See, okay, this is what's weird, right? Is that when you say the Innovation Award, sure, like, I can see all these. The Honorable Mentions has, like, Super Hot, Thumper, Quadrilateral Cowboy. Like, oh, no. the, the Honorable oh, Mentions, I think, are new. better. I think the only one in Honorable Mentions... Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you are saying they aren't... Uh, I thought, didn't like, for Innovation, I thought Super Hot was better than any of these up here. Besides maybe Pokemon Go. I, well, no, Pokemon Go is a ripoff of the other thing they did. I I guess kind of. Uh, uh, it's weird. I don't know. Th- Thumper's kind of its own thing, too. I don't really understand Last Guardian being in there. It's not yeah, me like that crazy. Right. But anyway, what's what's your... Uh, what do you think? Oh, innovation. Oh, my God. Like Firewatch, I'm not going to say, is innovative, really. It just does. I don't think, no, no, I think well. no and Sky fell, fell short. I, for I, sure. The Witness. I want to give it to Inside in that one. Okay. Best Narrative. The Last Guardian, Oxenfree, Uncharted 4, Inside, and Firewatch. This is a problem for me because I've only played uh, three of these. Like, There's okay, two of these I haven't played like, at all. That's fine. I, I feel like in a lot of these cases, we're probably only going to have played like three of these. Best narrative, I'm going to say Uncharted because that's the only thing I think that was, that series does amazingly over any other game. I'll give it to Uncharted 4. I can see Uncharted 4 taking that one. Cool. Best technology, Battlefield 1, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Doom, Uncharted 4. Best technology. Oh, I could see sure. Battlefield 1 taking that, but I didn't play it, so I'm going to say Uncharted 4. You're going to say Uncharted? Okay. Um, I mean, I played Battlefield 1. I get The thing is, I wasn't super enthralled with Battlefield 1. It was another Battlefield game to me. That's okay. why I I've don't understand it. People be like, this game, like, that mud looks amazing. It does look, it looks amazing and it sounds amazing, but, like, best technology, well, that's technology, though. Okay. I mean, you're right. When you put it that way, it's probably Battlefield 1 because okay. it does look amazing. Best visual art. Firewatch, Last Guardian, Overwatch, uh, Uncharted 4, and Inside. 
I just Wait, this I give it to Firewatch. Like I haven't been able to give anything to Firewatch yet, and that game looks so nice. I mean, over I think it looks better than any of these other ones. Like I like okay. that style more. So I give I'm, it to, give it to Firewatch. I'm with you. Best VR AR game or slash AR game. Res Infinite, Super okay. Hot VR, Job <laughs> Simulator, Pokemon Go, and Fantastic Contraption. So, like, the only reason they put AR in this is because Pokemon Go, I guess. Oh, totally. And, yeah, yeah. And that part kind of sucks. Well, I guess the whole thing is an AR game. It's not just the AR camera. So, I guess, no, yeah, never mind. Uh, see, I haven't played, like, any of these, really. Uh, at I mean, least definitely not in Rez. VR. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get like, you. Yeah, I played Rez, and I played Super Hot. I hear people talk, like about job simulator like it is the re it is the proof of concept that vr can be fun so i'm gonna say I've that. Heard that i mean i've also heard that res infinite and super vr are like the best you can get sure but they're vr I'm versions gonna, of I'm, another I'm gonna, game i'm gonna guess that res takes it okay and uh last one game of the year uncharted 4 overwatch inside Dishonored 2 and firewatch i bet overwatch takes it oh wait this is gdc you know what I should have thought about that while choosing some of these because they have a different way of looking at games. <laughs> okay. Because I'm pretty sure inside would have won a few more for me. Um, game of the year. I think their game of the year is probably f- like, I, I'm going to say overwatch because I, yeah, I, I kind of want it to be I feel like, I feel like overwatch wins a lot of game of the year, uh, awards. See, the problem I have is that I feel like they're going to say Inside, and I just don't think that's right. <laughs> I don't think Inside is a better game than Overwatch, but I'm also not GDC, so. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, yeah. Here's a reminder that the Nintendo Switch presentation is on the 12th at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So get excited oh, for that. a week from now. Yep. Yeah, cool. So, like, oh, great, as we're doing this podcast. Cool. At 8 p.m. That's literally when we start. We should push it to Friday, maybe. Maybe, Because, yeah, like, so just knowing it. the people that listen to TDP, like, they're Nintendo people, so. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, we got the Steam Award winners. So we, we did predictions for this. Do you have them up? Because I don't know where they are. I do have the predictions up. Okay, great. You'll have to great. tell me the winner, though, because I can't have both of them up at the same time. Okay. Well, how about this? I'll. You, why don't you read us what we nominated and I'll tell you what the winner was. Okay. So the villain most in need of a hug award, the options were borderlands Two, dead by daylight, far cry three, far cry four and portal two. John and I both agreed that dead by daylight was funny for that category. So we chose that, but Sean, you chose portal two. The winner was portal two. I figured it would be portal two. I just like the idea that villain in most need of a hug is actually another player. (laughs) (laughs) by daylight um okay the i thought this game was cool before it won an award award was uh your options were euro truck simulator 2 paladins starbound stardew valley and unturned john chose euro truck simulator 2 while sean you and i both agreed stardew valley euro truck simulator 2 fuck john he knew he got that shit. All right. Uh, the Test of Time Award. The options were Age of Empires 2 HD Edition, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, 
uh, Sin Myers Civilization Five, Team Fortress Two, and Terraria. This is where we all split. Sean, you said Skyrim. John said Team Fortress Two, and I said Terraria. Skyrim. I mean, it's pretty safe bet, I guess. Looking back on it now, but that's fine. The Just Five More Minutes Award. I think we got this wrong, but that's fine. Uh, options were Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Rocket League, Sin Meier Civilization 6, Fallout 4, and Terraria. We all said Rocket League. Counter-Strike Global Offense. Yeah. I forgot Offensive. this is, I forgot this was the Steam Awards when we were doing it. And it's like, well, people that play, use Steam play Counter-Strike a lot. The Whoa Dude Award... Bioshock Infinite, Doom, GTA 5, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Where I don't even remember what this category is. Is it just like set pieces or something? I think so. It was like okay. games that like blew our mind or something. Okay. All right. Um, John said Grand Theft Auto 5, and you and I said The Witcher 3. Grand Theft Auto 5. Man, John just knows it. John just knows it. To be fair, I was actually just choosing things I think should win, which is like not the way you should probably sure. do this. Um, the Game Within a Game Award Award. <laughs> I really like that title. Uh, Gary's Mod, Grand Theft Auto V, The Stanley Parable, Tabletop Sim, and The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt were the options. John and I both said Gary's Mod. You said The Stanley Parable, Sean. Grand Theft Auto Five. That okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me at all. Uh, <laughs> I guess you can make your own games in it, kind of like you know, build your own fun. I don't know. The I'm not crying. There's just something in my eye. Award. Life is strange. To the moon. This war of mine. Undertale and The Walking Dead were the options. We all three said Undertale. The Walking Dead. Yo, fuck The Walking Dead, though. Like, free. <laughs> I like that first season. I mean, first, the first but, season was okay. Uh, the shout out to, to the moon. That's the thing, right? Is that like any of the other four I would have been happier <laughs> with winning, but whatever. It's fine. The best use of a farm animal award. Ark Survival Evolved, Blood and Bacon, Farming Simulator 17, Goat Simulator, and Stardew Valley were the choices. Uh, John and I said Stardew Valley. Sean, you said Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Oh, you got that shit. All right. Yep. All right. Have you gotten any of them? Uh, I mean, I can, I'm marking off the ones. I can go back when we're done and, like, okay. I'll give All us right. a yeah, score. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. The Boom Boom Award. Uh, Bro Force, Doom, Just Cause 3, Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes, and Kerbal Space Program were the options. John chose Bro Force. You and I chose Doom. Doom. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Doom's so good. The Love, the Love Slash Hate Relationship Award. Dark Souls 3, Darkest Dungeon, Dota 2, Geometry Dash. I don't even know what that is. And Super Meat Boy were the options. We all chose Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3. Of course. That <laughs> like, seems like the most the easiest one. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Sit Back and Relax Award. 
where the options were Abzu, City Skylines, Euro Truck Simulator 2, Mini Metro, Mini Metro and Viridi. Yeah, yeah. And um Sean, you chose Abzu, I chose City Skylines, and John chose Euro Truck Simulator. Euro Truck Simulator 2. I mean, that's a pretty good call on his part for sure. And the final one was the Better with Friends Award. Uh, Don't Starve Together, Gang Beast, Golf With Your Friends, Left For Dead 2, and Magicka were the options. John chose Left For Dead 2, I chose Golf With Your Friends, you chose Gang Beasts. Left For Dead 2. Yeah. That's actually the wrong answer, though. The people that you steam <laughs> are actually retarded. The right, like, my answer isn't right either. Yours is. Gang Beast is actually not a game without friends. Gang so. Beast is just awesome. It's not a game but without friends, though. It so, is. Keep in mind, this is Steam Awards. Like, we should yeah, have guessed. People that use Steam are, like, actually retarded. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Sean, you got one and two. Uh, sorry, I'm looking for three, four, five. You got five, five points. All right, five points. I think John won. John got. You know what? I'll do mine because it's easier. <laughs> Just straight up. I think you got one or two. Paul, you got two points. Yeah. All right. I did it, you guys. And John got one, two. Uh, actually, not as big as you think. Three. Oh, what? Really? Okay. Four, five. Oh, so we tied. All right. Fist yeah. fight. See who the winner is. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right, cool. There you go. Um, that was yep. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, last bit of news: Nintendo has opened up pre-registration or whatever for Android Super Mario Run. Yeah. So what this is is I did it. Uh, you click on their okay. link and it says, "Do you want to pre-register?" I clicked yes and it says, "Great, we'll give you a push notification when it's available." So I basically okay. just signed up for like their list. Right. If that's anything like how it happened on iOS, because we had that notify feature, it'll give you an email. Yep. At 5 o'clock in the evening, the day it comes out, when the game goes live at 10 in the morning. Great, yep. So that'll be real helpful. I mean, I check Twitter every day, yeah, so I'll know exactly. right before that thing tells yep. me. Yep, so uh, hopefully it's good on your phone. I really like that game. I mean, it should be, because my phone is like a newer phone, so yep. I hope. All right, that's it for news. Let's go through all of these questions. Yeah, questions that you can send in at topdownperspective at gmail.com TDP podcast on Twitter facebook.com slash topdownperspective uh, John's P.O. box is away you can go and somebody did oh, yeah. which was amazing yo if you haven't listened to the game of the year episode you should do that <laughs> it's yeah, pretty you should good. definitely do that Yep. Bob wrote in and said, Tom Clancy died in October 2013, and The Division released three years later with his name. While I love Clancy as an author, I've never really known what he does in these games. I always assumed it was just him saying yay or nay to concepts and mechanics, but I digress. Anyway, my question is, how many more games, if any, do you think will carry his name? Discounting, of course, new entries in established franchises like the Rainbow Six series. From my understanding, he has no... Uh, part of the games ubisoft owns his name for video games right i mean his part is that he has a big enough name that people will buy things with his name on it and know what they're getting just like how madden's not a part of madden exactly it's the yeah, exact same so, thing actually it's just like a branding 
yeah i'm sure there's parts of that contract where it's like no you can't put out like a nazi rapist game with my name on it that's not okay um but like as long as it's not being abused yeah exactly uh so for i understand it's completely disattached to uh to the uh to that guy yeah uh do you think there's gonna be more uh tom clancy games i actually absolutely forgot it was tom clancy the division yeah oh absolutely so less and less is my opinion i don't know i don't know how popular those books are I mean, it's going to be less because there was a while there where, like, that fucking Hawks came out, and there's, like, so much shit that came out with his name on it for a while. Uh, I think Rainbow Six will continue. I hope that they release, like, an actual Rainbow Six game with, like, a campaign and stuff that you can do co-op and not just, like... I can see them doing Siege 2. I can see them doing Siege 2 as well. Right now, Siege is doing well enough for them, though as like a platform for them to sell DLC and operators and stuff like that. Okay. And they're starting season two for that this year. So it, they won't be doing that for at least a year or two, I would assume. Okay. Um, like an actual Rainbow Six game, though, I could see them doing for sure. Not just like a multiplayer thing. Um, I think that's Wait, probably what was, it. What was the Vegas game? Is that Rainbow Six as well? Yeah, yeah. That was Rainbow Six. Okay. I could see them doing like a Vegas 3 or 4. I don't remember where they're at there. Ghost Recon, right. Ghost Recon Wildlands is coming out, and that looks kind of dope. Okay. Mexican cartels. That looks shit. weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Tom Clancy um, stuff will come out for sure. Also, have any of you read any of the Tom Clancy novels? If not, I stand it, strongly recommend them. No. I, I started one and I was a little bit bored about it. Like I kind of don't care about military stuff. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh. Uh, what kind of novels do you guys enjoy? This can include audiobooks. I like uh, nonfiction, like biographies and stuff like that. I like some of those. I like fiction too. Uh, sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't read a ton. I read some comedy stuff as well, which is, I guess some of the ones is more like comedic biographies, but sure. I guess Mass most Effect of my books. like fiction. Uh, yeah. Like I said, most of my fiction has been sci-fi stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I can. Yeah. I agree with you for sure. Okay. Charles wrote in and said, how did you first decide to do this podcast? Sean, why don't you go ahead and answer that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I started listening to podcasts in school and it was like, I want to do that because I was already like making message boards and I just loved talking about games. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a podcast and it kind of lined up nicely with some uh, com tech classes I was taking so I could do it at, as part of the class. Uh, I was talking to John about it at work and he was like, oh, I'll join you about it too. And, and Nathan got involved and, you know, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> the survey covers your most disappointing of the year, but what's your most disappointing game of all time? I feel like this gets asked every now and then, and we skip past it <laughs> a lot. Do you have anything off the top of your head? Nope. Dis- like, most disappointing game of all time? That's a big title. Yeah. I, I'd i have to think more on it, but I'm just trying to think of, does anything stand out where I was like, this? I was waiting for so long in this kind of... I don't know. No Man's Sky is a big disappointment. No Man's Sky is a big disappointment. Um, like, in what it should have been, in my opinion, because I love Mega Man so much, I thought Mighty Number no. 9 was a pretty big disappointment in that regard. Good answer. Good but, answer. Um, yeah. Bakesler 
says, so recently for Christmas, I got myself a few first-person shooter games for my PS3, not PS4 because I am a broke college student. The thing is, though, that the only first-person games I have played in my life uh, were the two Portal games and Doom 2. What a weird selection. (laughs) Um, And for all those games, uh, the last time I played them was over four years ago. I played the Portal series on my PC before everything on it. Uh, had to be updated and then it eventually ran like crap but when i did play the portal games on the pc i really liked the keyboard and mouse controls however the one time i used an actual controller to play a first person it was doom 2 and i could not get used to the joystick controls for the life of me so as a person who is still a beginner to first person shooting games as dumb as that is for me to say in this day and age of gaming Uh are there any games with a first person perspective that can help me get used to first person controls on a controller instead of a mouse and keyboard halo that's a pretty easy, pretty entry level uh, shooter. Overwatch also pretty entry level shooter. The thing is, is that all modern day shooters kind of took from like Halo and Call of Duty, so like they're right. all good now. I'm thinking though, I think we have to go outside first, like a shooter game. A shooter? It's going to be okay. like high stress. Like Overwatch is probably not ideal because you're actually getting you're you're competing. Sure. So I'm thinking like The Witness is a first person puzzle game. It it does not go fast. It you know it can't go fast. Everyone goes to the rapture. My biggest complaint is it it goes too slow. Um, so maybe yeah, maybe just like um some like first person narrative like the Gone Home, Firewatch. Wayward saying just- Bioshock. Bioshock is a good thing. Is a good yep. choice. Uh, someone says antichamber yeah that's a good puzzle game i True. think i think go for like some puzzle first person puzzle games first just to get used to moving around in that kind of environment not while stuff is like chasing you and shooting at you and stuff also and then work up to one of- don't worry about first person platforming it's always shitty in games when they make you do that so like you're not alone yep, yep. <laughs> but then mirror's edge comes out and you're like man this feels great i love it i don't like mirror's edge so i don't agree but that's fine I mean, you could play Mirror's Edge if you want to try something that's completely different in first person as well. Um, oh, this is a weird thing to say. No Man's Sky, <laughs> for how much shit it gets, that is a game that is first person that you just can do whatever in. Yeah, just kind of, yeah, walk around. It's just an exploration game. Yep. I think that's the way to do it is either like a narrative focused or like an exploration thing that you can just kind of just kind of exist in there. And then work your way to shooters. Uh, and we mentioned some really uh, entry-level shooters to jump in with. Uh, also, what is the weirdest time you have ever had getting used to something completely new to you guys in the world of gaming that you thought you would easily get used to? That is the worst sentence. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I understand it, though. Yeah, um, I, I, I can understand it, yeah. Something you thought would be easy to get used to. In games the that weirdest, it wasn't. Yeah. <clears throat> the weirdest DJ time. Hero, that was a really weird controller. Uh, that definitely took some getting used to, for sure. Yo, even just Guitar Hero. I had the like first Guitar Hero before that became huge, and like that was weird. That was a weird thing to get used to. Okay. But then like you just don't think about it after that anymore. If right, yeah. Uh, people should play Vib Ribbon, on the PlayStation, on PSN or PlayStation 1, if you have, like, an old copy of it laying around, because that game is fucked for a rhythm game. Sure. Uh, Parappa the Rapper is, like, a rhythm game 
that was super early on and replaying it over and over, I can see why people have problems playing that game because it controls like shit. I'm just kind of used to how shitty it controls. Okay, well, there's some. Yeah. All right. Matthew writes in with some numbers for us, the MPD numbers. Uh, This would be for December, I'm guessing. I don't know when this email came in, though. Maybe November, actually. Um, Probably November. We didn't take any questions last week. Yeah, I'll double check. Okay. Either way, these are the numbers for no December. These um, are the November and NPD numbers. Okay. I'm just noticing he actually puts it as the subject of the email. So Great. All right. So that's not his failing <laughs> for not knowing that. It's mine yeah, for not us. pulling it. Okay. Uh, PS4, 1.1 million. Xbox One, 1 million. 3DS, roughly 555,000. Uh, NES Mini, 196,000, which is bullshit because only three of those were ever made and sold. And PSVR, 70,000 for consoles. Get That's back a lot on. less than I expected. I thought the VR would be the flying The PSVR off is expensive, though. Like, I would have bought one if it wasn't like a It is, but it's like the cheapest headset. I know, but not a lot of people have the other headsets either. Only the, like, enthusiasts do. Right, but I'm just saying, like, if anyone's going to jump in, that's the one. Like, that's the one I'm, I'd be using. I mean, you're totally right. <laughs> it's still yeah. really expensive, though. Um, yeah, I mean, that just proves that, like, this is the reason why pe- companies want to sell in November and December and release shit in there, because those are big numbers for a month. Uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, uh, more than 3.2 million Pokemon, oh yeah, I guess Sun and Moon, uh, roughly 3.2 million combined, no digital. Okay, I, I guess a lot of people probably bought that digitally, I would assume. I bought it digital. Right. I bet a lot of people did. Battlefield 1, 2.2 million, Dishonored 2, 276,000. There you go, that's all he has for the numbers this week. Eduardo writes, what's your favorite fight scene from a video game? Not a boss fight, a fight from a cutscene. My favorite is probably Zanza versus Maidneth, Maidneth from Xenoblade Chronicles. Fight scene. Okay, so not a boss fight. A fight from a cutscene. I can't really think of memorable fights that weren't a boss fight. Yeah, because you kind of don't care if you're not involved. <laughs> like that's um, what I feel. Um, yeah, and all the ones I was thinking of, like like I took part of it. The one that jumped to my head is um, Metal Gear Solid Four. Okay. The I forget exactly. I believe you're fighting as Raiden. No, no, you're fighting as Snake, but Raiden's also there fighting someone else, and the the screen is split screen, so you're yep. seeing, which I guess is kind of a cutscene because Raiden's a cutscene while you're playing the other half of the screen. I mean, I'll count, I'll count that for sure. I mean, that is just a that is a memorable boss fight. That is a weird boss fight. It's a fucking great fight for sure. And on the same train. Um, Metal Gear Rising, the octopus lady. It, this one you totally take part in the whole time. Um, but it's just like J-pop anime theme playing in the background while you're like fighting with this giant full moon behind you. And it's just crazy over the top dramatic. And that was cool. Bayonetta does that shit well too. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. just anything from Bayonetta. Yeah. Um, so a fight from a cutscene. Mm. 
I'm sure there's one that like is so obvious that I can't think of right now. I know what you're thinking of, the one that's super obvious. Yeah. Uh, the entire game, Azura's Wrath. You know what? I'll count that. That's totally That's a cutscene. That game's it's, a cutscene. It's totally fine. <laughs> to be fair, though, they're all boss fights. Like, right. But that's, yeah. I mean, how did that not answer that one first? That's, the that game's amazing. Yeah. That's actually a hard question. Kudos. Hmm. I'm going to move on, though, because we have a shitload to get to. Spy Gadget says, I noticed you had a discussion about what constitutes a sandwich on the last episode. And that got me thinking about a discussion I had with my friend about RPGs. One of the stranger conclusions that came out of it was that that Metroid Prime was an RPG based on the criteria we defined. Considering many RPGs break conventions of what would typically be considered standard back in the day, such as turn-based battles and stat upgrades, I've noticed it's hard to define an RPG. For example, in a separate discussion with a friend, they claimed Mario platformers are RPGs because you play the role of Mario in a game. This brings me to my question. How do you characterize an RPG? And on a separate note, would you consider the Zelda games to be RPGs? I ask because this series seems to be the most contentious one. Thanks. Okay, first off, people that call Mario an RPG are just dirt. Those are Uh, dirt people. This is the thing, is that when people use the term RPG... RPG stands for role-playing game. However, that's not what it's not to be taken literally. Like when you say a roguelite or roguelike, mm-hmm. it's not because that game is like rogue. It's because it's just yes, what it has become. No, it's not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> None of those games are like rogue except for that when you die, you have to start over. Well, isn't that the I, classification? No, it's not. <laughs> People use I feel it like because when you say something. Sorry, go on. I was gonna say, I feel like when you say it's a roguelike, it means you're. It's a game about replaying because you die often. No, I mean that's what it means now for sure. But it's this is the thing is that with video games specifically, there's a whole bunch of terms that we just like learn to. We just know what that means, even though like if you use if you just like break it down, that's not at all correct. Like role playing game. Every game is a role-playing game because you are playing a role in it, including yeah. VR games. Actually, especially VR games, I guess, because you are the role. Um, so you can't look at it that way. Like, if you're talking to a person who doesn't game at all, and you're trying to describe stuff... This we, one's hard. This this The answer to this question would yeah. have been different 10 years ago. But so many genres have, like, sure. mixed together now. Like, everything... Like ten years ago, an, a role playing game is it's, it's Final Fantasy. It's a game where you level up, you get experience points. Well, this That's is the it. thing. Ten years ago, it was Final Fantasy. Twenty years ago, it was Monkey Island because you're playing a role, like you're playing a character. It changes okay. like all the time. So, how do you now, characterize RPG an mechanics RPG? Are everywhere. Like you know, Destiny. It's a shooter, but you level up, you get experience. Okay. Um. So, so I feel like when someone is when when if someone was to say, you know, give me a list of current RPGs, I'm typically I'm thinking like Mario, Mario Run, obviously <laughs> not not at all. Um, I'm not thinking shooters. I'm thinking games where there's a specific like battle section, like you go into a battle, you okay. 
the leveling up is still there. The experience is still there. You know, there's like skill points and stuff like that. Okay. So I agree with you. So this is what I'm going to say that we characterize an RPG as for his uh, answer, I guess. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that an RPG is a game where you assume the role of a specific character who you are able to directly choose how their progression exists. Like, you will get skill points. You can choose if they're going to be more stealthy, more, like, strength build or whatnot. Like, the role you're like, this is just every game. Like, it's it's not, though. Like, Mario platformers, you don't do that with. And Okay. okay. Well, apart from the obvious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's, like, it's not Rock Band. But, like, that's encompassing everything from, like, Destiny to Witcher to Devil May Cry to Dishonored. The Devil May Cry? What are you talking about? Devil May Cry, you don't upgrade the character. You just upgrade his weaponry. You, oh, you don't you upgrade? He gets abilities, does he not? I mean, he gets abilities, but it's just a story-based thing. You can't control that. No, I'm pretty sure. That's like a Metroidvania he, thing. You get abilities so you can continue <clears throat> in the game. Is a Metroidvania an RPG? In the, last, <laughs> in the last Devil May Cry, you were upgrading his actual abilities so that he could like double jump or like dash and I whatnot. Mean, that like, you're unlocking those based I, on. I honestly didn't play it. That very well might be. Okay, well that that one aside, like because a lot of those games, I wouldn't call them RPGs. Like, okay, what's I guess besides Final Fantasy 15, what is I, the most RPG game that has come out recently, in your opinion, just off the top of your head? Oh my god! Um, and it, I, I feel like I need a list of games. Like probably Dishonored Two was pretty big on that. See, like, why is that not like an action adventure game? Be- I mean, it is. It's an action adventure RPG. That, that's the thing. Is it's so. It, anyways, this question. I don't think there's really like an answer. RPG. No. Like, I think RPG has evolved. It is no longer like a core right. um, genre. It is just. Something that is, like, inside of other games, like jumping. Yeah, no, you're right. The reason being that, like, the reason it was called an RPG to begin with is because games like uh, Dungeons & Dragons and all that, where you assume the role of a character, you are playing a tabletop role-playing game, that style came into video game form, and that's, like, what described, like, Baldur's Gate and, like, Neverwinter and that type of game for a long time. And then, like... There's mechanics in there that are good for other things, like upgrading your character, getting points that you can put into, like, stats and stuff like that. So every game adopts the old antiquated RPG stuff, and that's why we use the term RPG to describe the mechanics, like, the things you can do in the game and not the game genre itself anymore. That's why it's weird and contentious. Yeah, it's... It's been a long time since I've just been like, this is an RPG. A bunch of people in the chat are saying Pokemon. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good answer. I guess if I was to say what is Pokemon, I would yeah, say it's an RPG. Right. Um, um, but I guess I, I can't think of a ton outside of that where I'd be like, like I, I action adventure is just such a huge genre now. Most I just lumped so much into that. Sure. Um, would you consider the Zelda games to be RPGs? No. I always said action adventure. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, I like, just don't yeah, use that I guess, term. I guess specifically Zelda, like, he doesn't level up. And I feel like that's kind of core to RPGs is you level up. You're, I mean, you're completely right. It is core to RPGs. I, you know what? It, adding on to what I said, I'm going to say that it's not an RPG if you don't level up, period. 
Like that has to, that's probably the core thing, right? Is that you have to level up. Yeah. I can't, think of, I can't think of any other uh, game, any RPGs where I'd be like, this is an RPG and you don't level up in it. Right. I'm like spy gadget. If you're listening, write in again and like, let us know what you guys came up with for your criteria. Oh, he actually has that way below this. If you scroll down. Oh, okay. The criteria that caused Metroid Prime to be classified as an RPG were character progression through new abilities and world exploration. I mean, I, do, I don't think that's right. You don't level up in Metroid Prime. <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. Role-playing game, tabletop role-playing games, Dungeons & Dragons, you have to level up. That is the core for it to be an RPG. I don't think um, there's any way around that. Uh, I, and also, isn't the Metroid games just kind of always uh, Metroidvania games? I mean, <laughs> Metroid's right in the name of Metroidvania. Yeah. So, and yeah. You could also argue that a lot of Metroidvania games are action-adventure games. You know, Devil May Cry is a good example of that, stuff like that. Like that. Anyway. Um, just an add-on right. from the chat. Wiki the Fish is saying, could you consider heart containers level-ups? I don't know. You could, yeah, but I don't. Yep. I guess I don't really either. There was something uh, recent that I was playing that did that. Uh, but it's not... Oh, The Binding now. of Isaac. Yeah, I played that game. Uh, I, the, yeah, the, the, I think the short of it is every game is an action-adventure game, um, and video games are broken. Yeah, video games kind of suck. Watch movies instead. Uh, play sports games. They, they yeah, figured they, it out. They stuck to the format, and they never changed. Um. <laughs> Yeah, Cody says, "What do you guys do with your Steam trading cards? Have you ever gone for badges for games that you really like?" Absolutely, yeah. Uh, no, never. Uh, when they first came out, I sold a couple of them for like two bucks, and that was it. Yeah, the ones I don't care about, I sell for money to buy uh, Steam trading cards that I'm missing for a badge for a game I like. That's what I do right. with them. I just keep it in a weird little ecosystem of trading card stuff. Okay, James asks or says, because John isn't on this episode, I'm going to ask a question about John. That's kind of weird. Given what John's job is, his employment is volatile. If one day YouTube and Twitch falls out and John is without a job, would either of you ask your boss if they could hire John so he could get back on his feet? <laughs> no, we're terrible friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if John asked, but like that, it's super difficult coming down here. So I doubt that would happen. Also, if YouTube and Twitch failed, something else would just take its place. It's true. Um, yeah, John uh, would start a fan scene, and he would handwrite all of his LPs and mail it out to all of the subscribers. Yeah, Snail he would. Mail. He would form the top John perspective and just make <laughs> money off all the podcasting he would do. Then not include us. We would ask him. Oh right, I guess podcasting. We, he so could employ so he us. Do, he could do audio. Uh, yeah, audio let's plays. But I mean, the answer is of course. Like he's a friend. If I could do anything to help him out in like a time he needs yep. it, I would absolutely do that. I mean, Nathan works with me because he hated his job and wanted to change, and we got him a job at my place. Like, of course, I would do it in a heartbeat for John. That being said. I would offer, but not do it right away because I don't think John would enjoy my job. So, uh, Thomas writes. Oh, oh no, I wrote. I got it. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thomas writes. First, 
with the amazing output of shooters this year with Titanfall 2, Overwatch, Battlefield 1, etc., do you think it surpasses 27 as the year of the shooter or is it just second place? What came out in 2007? Oh, my God. I'm looking it up right now because I – okay, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Bioshock, Unreal Tournament 3, um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, you know the big oh, ones. Oh, Guitar Hero 3. Oh, wait, Halo 3, Enemy Territory. Portal, Rock Band, Super Mario Galaxy. We're supposed Crack to be looking down. at shooters. <laughs> Madden NFL 08. John Woo Stranglehold. Oh, Elder Scrolls 4. Oh, Time Shift. I forgot about Time Shift. Uh, Medal of Honor Airborne. You know what? 2007 had some shooters in it. Team Fortress 2, Kane, you know. Kanan Lynch 1. I like Kanan Lynch 1, whatever. The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass. Yeah. Skate. Oh, Stalker. Shadow of Chernobyl. It was a Need pretty big... Pro Street came out, though, and that game sucks. It was a pretty big uh, year, apparently, for shooters that year. So, uh, uh, so does it surpass 2007 as the year of the shooter? I'm not going to say anything is the year of the shooter, but I'm, I'm, I think I like 2007 more. I was going to say 2007 had more bigger shooters. So 2007 is still better. Like, just the fact that. that it had, like, Portal and Bioshock... Team Fortress 2, like, is Team real Fortress big. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know or have heard about this, but Team Fortress 2 is no joke. Team Fortress 2, <laughs> like, Overwatch will get there, and Overwatch has, like, bigger instant hype. Team Fortress 2 is still, like, huge. So. All right. Um, getting on to a, more of a serious note from Thomas. Uh-huh. Uh, next, and this is a hockey one. Okay. With the Columbus Blue Jackets just one shy of tying the 92-93 Pittsburgh Penguins 17-game win streak, I feel that it is a little bit cheated as back when the Pits sorry, back yeah, back when the Penguins did it there was no shout out and They're it ended out. in I'm just I'm just reading what I see and it ended in a tie that was followed by a few more wins. Right. Meanwhile, Columbus has two shout-out wins Shoot that out. would have yep. ended their winning streak had they done this just over a decade earlier. Do you feel that the evolution of rules of a sport diminishes the weight of accomplishments? Yeah. Like the scoring frenzy of the 80s and early 90s? Or do you think they shouldn't be compared to those up to 100 years ago? Like how no one will probably ever match George Hainsworth's 0.98 GA season? Yeah, season. That's how that word is said. <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, as McJohnson is pointing out, the Blue Jackets lost tonight, which is hilarious that we're reading this tonight. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that he's totally right. There is really like accomplishments like they used to be don't exist anymore because of the leniency I think a lot of organizations have. This isn't just an NHL thing. This is also like what this is basically like the NHL version of everybody gets a gold for trying sort of thing. Cause yeah, I don't think that like going to a shootout should count as a winning streak. That's bullshit. Cause if you want, like that's a tie, a tie isn't a win. That's all I'm saying. Even if you win in overtime, 
it's not a win to me. Um, Wait, hang on. Winning in overtime is a win? Winning in overtime is a win, but I don't count that as a winning streak. Like, if you didn't do it in the time allotted, then fuck you. It's I'm going to disagree with that. No. So I mean, hang on, wait a, up. If you're, say, you're, you're saying, yeah, because I'm trying to trying to translate yeah, the yeah. sports talk. Yeah, yeah. Let's say you have Team A has won twice. Okay. And they're playing Team B. In regulation. B. What? In what regulation. Is, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. You have 30 minutes to do a thing. If you don't do that thing better, you tied. Okay. Sure. Team A won twice. It was a blowout. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there, it's their third game. They're playing Team B. Yeah. And they tied it up, and then they went they to lost overtime. Because what? they didn't okay. win in regulation. Because they tied. Okay. I would disagree with that, but I mean, whatever. No. Um. Okay. Well, I hope we answered your question. See com- what Comet's saying. I like that. Like, yeah. Three for a win. Uh, they need a three-point system. Three for a win. Two for a shootout win. One for a shootout loss. Basically, if you tie, you've like I don't count it as a win if the other team gets a point because like you should have shut them out completely. You should have made them lose, not let them tie. You don't count it as a win if the other team scores. I don't count it as a win if in regulation time they were able to keep up with you and you just barely won in overtime. Like it's a I win so technically. Disagree. I disagree so much. No, if you give That's the other t- if you give the other team a point, you're doing it wrong. Like that shouldn't <laughs> count towards a streak. What? That's oh. bullshit. Okay. Uh, I I completely disagree with this, but okay. I mean, that's fine. Uh Thomas followed up, uh if Nintendo did something like the year of Luigi this year, who should they pick? <laughs> That's a that's an odd question. Like maybe Waluigi. I feel like that's the obvious one. Yeah. But like fuck that guy. How about I would love a year of Wario. Like get a new WarioWare out there, a new Wario Land. Yeah, I'm with that. I could, dude. A new Wario Land would actually be great. <laughs> I I like Wario Land games. So like it's been a while since we've had some Wario stuff. Do a couple Wario games. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else that's just not like immediate to, I could, you know, I could go for a super princess peach too, that her powers are not her emotions. Cause like, how did that actually come out? I never played like, was that actually any good though? Like ignoring that like weird feminist thing. It was really, thing? It was really that sucks. I don't like that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not, it's not, I don't think it's a weird feminist thing. That That's pretty shitty. I mean, it's a shitty thing, but, like, I wanted to know, like, just how the actual game was not about... Yeah, it, it was yeah. It was pretty easy. Uh, and finally, awesome. in honor of Paul's number one pick for 2016, what okay. are some really great demos you've played? Uh, Resident Evil 7 was pretty good. Okay, um, any, any other ones? I'm trying to think of, like, <laughs> demos that kind of did what that did, where it shows you a thing that's coming out without just taking a slice of that game and then, like, saying, tune in the next Stanley time. The Stanley Parable demo. The Stanley Parable demo was fucking amazing for that, too. You're right. Any Anytime where it's, like, a separate piece of content, that's fantastic. So when it shows Pokemon- you what the game's going to be but not giving you, the ga- like, a part of the game, I think is super good for a demo the pokemon sun and moon demo did that that's um, cool this one kind of doesn't count but i'm going to include it because it was the very first one okay dead rising case zero 
I really like K Zero. It's probably K-Zero's my favorite. Cool. It's my and favorite think, Dead Rising. So I don't think it technically counts. Like okay. any of those other ones would not count because like standalone pieces are a thing now. But that was the very first one. It came out in order to hype up Dead Rising Two, so it almost seemed like a demo. Um, so I'm going to count that for this answer. Okay. One thing I want to say counter to what you were saying, though, <clears throat> is I remember sure. Bastion came out and it was just the beginning of the game up to a certain point. OK, uh, which I know you're saying you don't like. But the cool thing Bastion did is if you purchased the game after finishing the demo, you continued right from that spot and you didn't have oh. to like play it again. I'm not saying I don't cool. like it. I'm just saying I like the other way better. Sure. But yeah, I mean, it's no, that is content, really cool. So sure. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> I really, really liked when they used to pack demos in to like a game, like um, specifically like there was a demo for Metal Gear Solid in like an EGM magazine. Um, okay. There I was we we're gonna go more like the crack, uh, the Halo Three demo in Crackdown. That too, like I really oh, like that sort of stuff. The Metal Gear Solid demo in Zone of the Enders. Yeah, like when there's a demo for another product in like a game you already were gonna play or, and bought or whatever, I thought I always thought that was kind of cool. I like that. that. That was cool. Yeah, I mean, and Crackdown just ended up being awesome. So Crackdown is that, really good. Like Crackdown. Yeah. yeah, it's really really good. Okay. Oh, this is like the Thomas uh, Deadinsky or Dead in Sky like hour here. Okay, so. That was his email. He wrote into Discord as well, saying, "Are you guys using the new My Nintendo as much as you used Club Nintendo? How is it, anyways? I'm not using it like at all. How about you? Um, I I keep logging in and connecting it to stuff, but it doesn't seem to be getting me anything. Okay, so maybe the Switch will do something with it. Yeah, here's here's my complaint. I still needed a friend code for Super Mario Run. That." is yep. actually the wrong way to do that <laughs> completely. So, there you go. They don't learn. This is the problem I have with Nintendo, is they don't learn. Nope. Uh, but neither do we. We keep buying all their consoles. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Switch, though. Like, Yeah, so <laughs> like, how, you can't so, even complain. I I don't. I'm, you're, I mean, yeah, you're right. I can't, but I will. So, whatever. Uh, do you want me to take this next one or do you want to do them all because the same person let's just do them all Uh, have you ever been addicted to a normal sports video game examples no jam or blitz and if so what made it stand out no like addicted no I thought it was cool when I think it was the NHL series not the 2k series but like the just numbered series NHL like 13 the, and 14 the, the so. ea series yeah the ea series i think it was them that added the like stick handling with the separate uh stick like with the right uh, analog stick and okay. like before they didn't like when they first added that i thought that was like really cool and me and a friend played that game that they did that for the first time like a lot but i wouldn't say i was like addicted or anything they're fun with friends. I just don't really like them single player. I was going to say the closest thing is Rocket League, but that specifically doesn't count for this question. Yeah. Uh, and his last question is, because I'm not filling up this feed enough, what is that one stall management game with plot that Nathan used to really like playing? 
I would go look at the old Game of the Year podcast, but I honestly forget which year that game was released slash its ranking. Stall I have management? no idea what he's talking about. I know that the game Nathan was super into for a while that was like a weird little work game was work time fun. I know he's, yeah, that doesn't sound like that, this because it's, it's not a management game. I was thinking maybe Tiny Tower, but I, yeah, I, I really have no idea. Yeah. So if anyone wants to write in with the answer or if anyone in the chat is going to do it before we sign off. Yeah. Uh, all um, right. You can go to Discord actually, and actually anybody who's listening in that isn't part of Discord, you can go to our Discord and uh, you can just like message Nathan. Join directly. the conversation. Yeah. Use hashtag what was Nathan's game of the year in 2011 <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was. He's on Discord though. And um, he's in the top down perspective Discord, not right now, but you can at him and then like ask him directly. And I'm sure when he's able to, he'll answer you. But yeah. Okay. People want to send in questions for next week. Top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast uh, on Twitter, the Facebook group, in the Discord. John's P.O. Box, Reddit, wherever you want. What's your yeah. game of the week? Uh, I have to give it to Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. It's real good. And I can easily give it to Mini Metro. Nice. Poor, right. <laughs> poor um, Hit in My Game by Mom, too. Yeah, well, I mean, that game's fine, too, but I, yeah. I got super into Mini Metro. Yep. All right, we'll see everyone next week. Hopefully, John will be back. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.